Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Tom Bernard Show with... Jeff Fozer. Mike Edlovich. Andy Bernard. Cassie Schrader. Well, Charlie doesn't do the sign-in. Nope. No. All right, Charlie. Maybe in the future. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Melissa doesn't do it either. And you're about the same age, so, you know. We were. <laughs> that sounds so bad in the background. That sounded like somebody with, like, tuberculosis <laughs> back there. We'll be right back. Hour three, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business that started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Ooh, a little slow ride. What's that supposed to be? Oh, you're talking about me driving down to Alex's house? No, no, no. Ah, no. you were. 
he did it it's on just purpose. a good song this is some is good summer song. weather put the top down and just go that was the one funny thing i heard uh um what the hell was his name our former u.s senator al franken al and i don't get along too well it's just it's one of those deals because i don't think he's funny and he hates me. Anyway. <laughs> because you don't yeah. think he's funny. That's well, why he probably. hates you. But he was on the Carson show one time, and he was sitting there talking to Johnny Carson. And maybe it might have been Leno by then. I don't, I don't remember. But I think it was Carson because it was that long ago. I, I, yeah, he said, well, I understand you, uh, you have a house now in Los Angeles. Is that right? He goes, yeah, yeah I bought a house. And it's fascinating because uh, – you know, a lot of times in, in Beverly Hills and in, in Bel Air and all these places, you buy the house of someone who's very, very famous. Like, you know, oh, you know, this house used to belong to Douglas Fairbanks or this, you know, this house used to belong to Orson Welles. And uh, they brought that up to me after I had purchased the house. Uh, they said, uh, I don't know if you know who uh, used to own this house. He said, no, I don't. He goes, the drummer from Foghat. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. But Al still hates me. So anyway, but I understand he's doing he's doing comedy now in like Belgium or something. Is that did you hear that? Sure? No, I haven't talk followed. I heard this morning. I was like, why are they talking about Al Franken's humor or something at the Hoagie's Hoagie's Breakfast Place across from Royal Comedy Theater. Oh, they were where all the important news is discussed. <laughs> yes, all the important where the bullpen the used to be, which is a strip joint. Have you ever been to the Hoagie's Diner? No, it's great. It's like a trip back to the fifties. They oh, take like cash that. only. It's like three dollars for eggs and toast. Well, see, I would like that, but That'd it's called Hoagie, so no one knows. It's called you know, Hoagie, so nobody like, knows. I don't want a Hoagie, but it's just a breakfast place. What's wrong place with a Hoagie? Yeah. I love Five a Hoagie. in the morning till two yeah, thirty. It's misdirection, it's like, is what yeah, you're saying. It's like the whole neighborhood goes. It's great. Every city should have a hoagies. So it's that good. Yeah, it's greasy. Okay. I got food. <laughs> yes, it's the greasy. The coffee's better than Perkins. I hope they're not a sponsor. How about IHOP <laughs> becoming IHOB? Now, somebody oh. told me that's going to be... Oh, what's you don't know about the, this? No, what's the B? They flip the P upside down, so it's now IHOB, and the B stands for burgers. Because they want people, apparently, I guess nobody eats pancakes any longer. Because it's this massive amount of carbohydrates, yeah. and then you pour butter and sugar on it. Oh, it's delicious, <laughs> like, okay. Oh, I know. Pancakes are phenomenal. <laughs> but they didn't want to be the International House of Pancakes. Anymore. Yeah, we, Charlie and I were talking about it in the car on the way here. He's like, I can't even remember the last time I ate at an IHOP, now IHOB. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's true. I and I thought they did it. It's kind of weird that they would do that. Yeah, I know because it it's breakfast food. I don't yeah, international a, house of burgers. I know. It just I want to know who made that decision to make sure we never hire him. I think it's a <laughs> scam. I do think it's a scam. You think it's a temporary news thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes that's sense. what I think it is. Well, then in that case, hire that person. Well, remember what Dennis Miller said about. <laughs> and I'll change the language a little bit because, you know, Charlie's here again. But Dennis Miller comes out and goes, International House of Pancakes. You know why it's called the International House of Pancakes? So they make sure everybody knows these puke holes are everywhere. <laughs> That's real nice. Really nice, Dennis. Did you ever work with Dennis Miller? No. Another guy can't stand me. Uh, <laughs> but I think he's hilarious. I think... Dennis Miller, I saw him, uh, Andy, when was that? It was about six, seven years ago. 
Yeah, about then. We saw him at the Kravis Center down in West Palm Beach, huh. and uh, he there were, what, about 5,000 people in the auditorium, something like that. It was sold <coughs> out, and I think it seats about four or 5,000 people. Sure. And he's just up there talking, you know, on the microphone. Mm. And somebody started heckling him. You don't want to heckle Dennis Miller, first of all. Not, no. It's not a good plan, Mm-mm. right? So this guy keeps heckling him, and he does not acknowledge the guy for the first three heckles. And then finally, he looks down at the microphone and says, Sir, I'll have you know that I'm completely, completely unable to carry on a conversation with any other human. Uh, <laughs> I'm incapable of human interaction. It that's was awesome. very funny. I've never even seen him live. Oh, the he's the bi- biggest name I've worked with last year, I think, was uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Was I love Gilbert. He was fun to hang out with. I and... love Gilbert. He's an unusual man. Very unusual. Um, What's great about Gilbert is when you have a conversation with him in the car. Yeah, how are you doing today? Is everything going on? Yeah. This is where his voice is. He right calms here. down. He's yeah. got a deep voice, actually. Oh. He's very different. He's I, very didn't, different. I, I didn't even recognize him when I first no. showed up. No. But then once really? he gets on stage and comes to life, I'm like, oh, that's the Gilbert we all know. That is the Gilbert we <laughs> Somebody introduced me. Oh, here's, here's a guy you're working with this weekend. And the first thing he said to me, yeah, they said, hey, this is Jeff. Oh, to they, you? To oh, me, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, this is Gilbert. Uh, he, first thing he said to me was, do you know anything about phones? Real quiet. He was trying to work yeah, something. His phone was quiet. all, you know, goofed up. And so I sat for 10 minutes with Gilbert Godfrey trying to fix his phone for him. That was my <laughs> first interaction with him. He's like, hey, young man. Yeah. Yes, hey, young man. But I couldn't do it. And then we got somebody younger that worked in the <laughs> kitchen that could figure it out. So Gilbert, he is... He's incredible, and he can riff about as well as anybody. I'm, yeah. I'm just talking about ad lib and stuff. Although he did anger a guy on our show once. It was JB is on the show on Fridays. Yeah, JB being a black man in America today, <laughs> Gilbert went after him, and he wouldn't leave him alone. Wow. Till finally the point, I was like, JB, don't do this. <laughs> but he was doing. I want you to do an impression of Butterfly McQueen, and then it was like. I didn't, now wait a minute, Tom. JB, do an impression of Mr. Bojangles. It was like every old black person he wanted to do an impression. <laughs> That's like, funny. Oh, God. Uh. JB didn't think it was funny after a while. I'll sure. tell you that. Unbelievable. Andy, you were awake. I'd ask him if you remembered that. I do. Are you ever going to get sleep again? Mm, probably not. Why are you? <laughs> why is he not getting any sleep? What's the problem? Know. Were you there at the birth? Or animals whatever? are bad at sleeping. Animal? Yeah, I suppose that's true. I imagine that's probably true. Um, I brought this headline up earlier, off the air. Ron Howard sparks political debate by asking Twitter, when was America at its greatest? You don't want to ask Twitter something like that. Because <laughs> yeah, no. no one's going to agree. There's on no America. correct answer. There's no correct answer to that. There's no doubt about it. I think that's opening Pandora's box right mm-hmm. there. See, my first impression would be, my first inclination would be, World War II, because America saved Western Europe. There's mm. no doubt about it. That's why I love it when Western Europe attacks America. You wouldn't even exist if it weren't for America, so shut it. <laughs> I mean, Hitler would have won World I War II. I don't know that the Japanese Americans would agree, but... But they get along famously with America. That's what I love no, about no, Japan. The, no, not Japan. Yeah. The, the uh, what's it called? Mazda? Where they, they encamped them? During World War II, all the American yeah, they Japanese, agree. the American Japanese, oh, the internment camps, yeah, the internment camps, they yeah. wouldn't think that was great. Well, they also America. interred German Americans, yeah, the Germans, yeah. but and nobody brings that up ever. 
I think there was a third one that Probably they did more. less of. Yeah, but just anything we were at war with. Oh, we can't trust them. They might be communicating back home where they well, left. Yeah, that's because what we they didn't like them. Do you know what Canada did during World yeah, War Two? Yeah, Canada's II? tough too. The Ukrainians. They interned the Ukrainians. They put them in a camp in uh, pretty west of Calgary, like I don't know, kind of out by the uh, what's that called again? The that yeah, doesn't matter. But they had an internment camps well, that, as well. I mean, during the war, just every country went berserk of they what did. they think they mm-hmm. was acceptable to do to the citizens. There's no doubt about yeah. it. It just everybody got. The yeah, Ukrainians I mean, were pretty bad to uh, people there. Yeah, not the greatest yeah there's no doubt <laughs> I got we it. also interred italians in oh, world war okay. ii well i wish it would have been tino Lettieri. that would have been <laughs> put him in an internment camp no he's an old friend of mine but anyway i have to ask mike edlovich this question uh-oh do you think that this story that broke this morning about albert einstein should have even been published i don't even know this story what do you have several wives no what he went was bad a, on albert einstein he was there's a nothing. racist so was everyone. That's exactly what I said, Andrew. It's like, everyone was racist. What do you expect? He said he went after the Chinese, and he said he didn't like the way they positioned their bodies when they ate, and he didn't like their fecundity, which just means they have tons of children. That's all it means, right? Unlike Germans, I don't. How is that racist? First of all, they're. That's of what children. Oh, God, I could have thought of a billion I know. things he would have said. Yeah. I know. That's like saying, or, I don't like how you drive. You know, <laughs> you know, like every famous person was an anti-Semite, but you know what are you going to say about Einstein? Apparently he doesn't like Chinese. Well, and, and it wasn't <laughs> necessarily that. too much when they eat. That's exactly soup. what... He's trying to concentrate on like the most complex things, and they're slurping with... Soup. It's <laughs> actually in would... Japanese culture, it's considered polite to slurp it when is. you oh, eat sure. soup. It is, yeah. yeah. But, he's but here to it's not, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yet you cover your mouth when you use a toothpick. Yes. That's yeah. You're not supposed to show yeah. your teeth, but you can slurp. Oh, yeah. I like that. I you know. should cover your mouth when you use a toothpick. I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. women yeah, like are rarely show their teeth in Japan. Yeah, I don't know it's where there's racism to... in that statement. He's just probably well, annoyed by how it's probably more of an annoyance. An annoyance, exactly. Well, it sounds like a, a bit... It does sound you like. You ever a notice bit. how Chinese people tend to lean when they eat? I've never heard anything about Einstein outside of you know like <laughs> like physics yeah. or astronomy well, or maybe he had a joke book. Maybe he was working. on How do you simple. say fecundity in Chinese? <laughs> What's the deal with fecundity? Fecundity. Yeah, um, do you think he contributed enough to the world that it kind of way out, outweigh anything that he said about how Chinese people? I mean, what eat? did he contribute, really, though? Yeah, that's right. Just I ideas. Still <laughs> ideas. Ideas. He it didn't just build ideas. anything. I mean, that was it. So. The Chinese built a wall. What did Einstein ever build? But I am convinced now. <laughs> I am now convinced that basically there's not one safe white male left in the world. They're going after everybody oh, now. Poor Albert. Albert. Poor Al. Oh, Al. The, poor the Al. comedians that perform at Royal Comedy are always safe. They're always safe. Yeah, that's Mitch, right. Mitch Fadell has not been me too, that's which true. is amazing. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. Because he always asks for permission, is his thing. And then yeah, uh, Todd Glass. Well, Todd you know, Glass. What's yeah. the worst? Be, he'll just be like, no, I'm gay, so then it's okay. Like uh, Spacey tried to do. Yeah, it didn't work with Spacey. Yeah, it didn't it work did with not Spacey, work with Spacey. But... No, because they were like He's less lovable. No one, likes, no one likes Spacey Kevin to begin Spacey with. Was, I talked to him one time, and he was not a pleasant human being. Oh, that's too bad. He thought he was very special. 
Yeah. You know, he was very impressed with himself. Oh, I'm with sure. One of those yeah. deals. I don't know. It, but when I saw that this morning, first thing yeah, I saw Einstein's this morning, pretty... <laughs> I get up this morning at 4.30, 4.15, I go sit at my computer, and the first thing I see is, Einstein was a racist. I'm like, what? <laughs> Einstein was a racist. And they really have no solid... He, what he said was, the way Chinese people position themselves when they eat is the way white people position themselves when they go to the toilet. Oh, because they're leaning over they, the table Because like, they, they squat down. Well, Chinese people used to squat a lot. They they just, squat it's like Slavs. Lot. Slavs like to squat. Yeah. You know, okay. That's the thing that was, was big in Chinese. just commenting on his traveling I, of the world. I don't know that that's racist. How, you no. know, because yeah, it's, it's unflattering, but it's not. I was expecting yeah. a lot worse. I know. In the, well, toward the end of his life, he did make the statement, white people are the most racist people on earth. Because I think they just, he's, I kept getting hammered, so he finally just gave up and said, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. White people are all racist. So, but it's, uh, Andy, do you have the story up, the Einstein, Einstein story? I just want to see if there's any update on his racism. <laughs> I do That's going to blow over. I woke up to the oh, news yeah. of um, our president legitimizing um, the killings in North Korea. That's what I heard. He legitimized He, said, he, he said when he took it over, he had to do what he had to do. He had to kill people. Oh, the regime change? Yeah, the regime oh. change. He had to kill people, and you that's know, okay. And I was like, I bet you our president would like to kill a lot of reporters. Well, I will tell you this, that uh, a few people got bumped off when America changed its path, too. Yeah. It some people does happen. It, yeah, it does happen. Some people so just disappeared. No they just kind of disappeared, and that was all there was to it. What's the latest on this? Any, any update on the story? Um, let's see. They did actually find his joke book. That was they found nice, his yeah. joke book. Yeah. Which is I want to write that. I think that oh, would be man, fun. the Einstein joke book. Einstein joke book, yeah. Friday and Saturday night at the like Royal Comedy Theater, 8 o'clock. It's actually a travel diary that he wrote, oh, apparently. Well, what was that? that? Was in oh, China. Don't, don't go to China? Well, pretty much, yeah. That's probably like... Like, read Mark Twain. Why isn't anyone on top of Mark Twain being racist? He has his yeah. travel diary. <laughs> well, he also, some of the characters in his books didn't yeah, have well, the kindest <laughs> names. <laughs> yeah. Even skipping that book. Yeah, even travels that book. around the world or whatever. Basically, yeah. he described China the way people who don't like China today describe China. Which what it, That what it's uh, like, they're more like robots than people, and it's... It's pretty dirty, accurate. and it's you know all they care about is work, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's not racist. It's an observation on a society. I just don't, I don't. I, don't. I guess if yeah, Chinese isn't really a race. Although if you ask any Asian, you know, each Asian country is indeed a race. They're yeah, they, to, that's what they're they, totally they, not related. To they each don't. Other. They, yeah, Korea, Japan, and China do yep. not agree about Mm-mm. anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I don't know. we got to take a break here. We'll be right back. Part two, hour three, coming up next. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. 
Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flo's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC, or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. So, Charlie, I have to ask, has your mom always had such horrible reaction time? <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> I, uh, it's like a delay or Sometimes YouTube videos do have a, like a delay at the beginning. They do, yeah. It's just do. like it just buffers for uh-huh. like a second yeah. and then it'll kick that. in. It's mm-hmm. all true, no doubt about it. It's yeah. like she has a very high ping in Fortnite. <laughs> wow. I'm relating to the children. Friday, 8 o'clock, Saturday, 8 o'clock, Royal Comedy Theater. It's a great room. Best. You know, the best room. Okay, the best room. <laughs> it's great, and here's what I like about club owners. Yeah. Great isn't good enough. No, number one, number one, rated number one comedy club in the Twin Cities. Well, see, bye. <coughs> we don't need to go into that. No, well, see, that's what I'm saying. I just, you don't want to <laughs> no, do follow no up. Puts their, where it came from. <laughs> yeah, no, no follow up questions. No follow up questions. Don't be doing it. It's posted um, on their website, so it must be true. <laughs> exactly. No. You, do you you don't serve food there, do you? We have popcorn. Yeah, but I mean not food. No, because we have so many restaurants nearby. Well, so plus everyone the... goes. I mean, we got we got the best Brazilian place. Is it Brazilian, right? Or Argentinian or one of those? I think Brazilian steakhouse. Eh, you know, you I don't think Taco Bell really counts. We've got great tacos. <laughs> We're gonna have that new Big Tens changing to thirty bales, which is made by the French Meadow lady. So they're oh, gonna go yeah. higher. Yeah, end. that'll be good. Um, so here's the problem I so have. So much food. When we go down to Florida at Christmas time or whatever, there's the improv down there. Yeah. The West the Palm Beach Improv. It's a huge club, first of all. It's a beautiful club. I mean, it's gorgeous. Beautiful club. But they serve a full menu of food. So if you want to try to hear the comedian, good yeah. luck to you. Right. But that's what, when Mitch was on the air with you. That's it right. Was great. Yeah. He was like, I was just at this club. And you're like, I have this club. And he's like, that's the club. That's the that's club. The, that's the club. No, I, he's never going to get hired there again now. Those people. They're going to know. Well, it's like Mitch everywhere. He's never going to get hired anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Mitch for 20 years. I don't know. I, but no, it's, uh, he's a very funny guy. I do love Mitch Vitale. You should see it. He's going to, when he records his new routine, it's going to be great. Because I've seen it twice now. But no one, it's not recorded, all his new material and all his marriage material. He gets mad at me, Jeff, because I call him Mitch Fatel rather than Fatel. Oh. <laughs> but I said, why do you want to be Fatel? It sounds like fatal. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. Fatel. It sounds like maybe French or something. Yeah. yeah. You got to let that stuff go. I mean, you got fo- with a weird name like Foser with the PF. Yeah. You just got to let it go. Yeah, people fine. aren't, yeah, people aren't going to say it right all the time. Well, it's like Bernard, Pfizer, Barnard. Though. You get a whole. Oh, food. I get Barnard. Yeah. Barnard. Oh yeah, <laughs> I get Barnard. Hey, Barnard. 
Barnard. People Where get you? my name wrong all the time, and I'm like, it's spelled, it's Edlovich. pronounced it phonetically, and you're fine. It's oh, Edlovich. I didn't think of that as an option. What do they think it is? Edlovich? Oh, they'll just try anything. Adolvich or... Adolvich, Adolvich. I'm going to do that from now on whenever I see you. I'm going to start singing Adolvich. Eldovich is popular. Eldovich? Eldovich. Like, oh, I thought you said Eldovich. It's always Eldovich. switching the letters like, around. I'm like, Elder what? Elder what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking you're... over Fozer time. He's the comedian. I'm just the complainer. You're the... No, you never The complain. old Jewish club owner that complains. I don't know what you're talking about. You complain? Some that's customers really came hard. in and they're like, oh, you're the guy that's on the podcast sometime. And I go, yeah, I talk too much on there, don't I? And they go, no, never. See? Never. Oh, See, darn it, they're encouraging him. I know, that's they were. <laughs> Yeah, I've had my bad. career ruined before. Don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah, I think you're doing fine. Everything'll be okay in the end, and it's just the way things work out. But I, I don't know. There are so many things going on in the world right now. But I do like. I was talking to Jeff about this off the air too. I, I like the fact that you you don't spend a whole lot of time veering into politics because I think people have gotten to the point that I don't I don't want to hear your political opinion. Right. You know, we're Whenever I talk about politics on the morning show now, it's always, can we just kind of meet in the center and kind of like, can everybody benefit? Is that a possibility? Yeah, it's a good place to be these days. Right in the I middle, love it. I think. I love being in the middle. And I've pointed out, my mother was, a, she loved being a Democrat. She was wonderful. So I respect that. I have, my family, I, there are seven kids in, in my family. I have six siblings. And I would say two of them are very liberal. Three of them are in the middle, and two of them are very conservative. So out of the same family, you've got two liberals, two conservatives, and three moderates. It's just how people want to perceive life, I think. Yeah. It just It's what it is. And, at one, and another reason I don't like to get political on stage is because I've had so many people after shows come up and say, thank you, I needed the break. That's exactly And it could be right. from anything, and I think a lot yep. of it is, thanks, I needed a break from the news. I needed a break from Twitter. No question. <laughs> oh, Twitter. I, I, don't, I cannot go on social media anymore. I don't go on Facebook. I don't go on Twitter. I get notifications all the time. Somebody asks you a question on Facebook. It's like, sorry, not going to happen. I just, I, it's just unbelievable. You can't ask any questions. Not even just when was America great Not the last yeah, time. But you can't ask. Do you, <laughs> you prefer right. Cholula over Tabasco? Oh, no. You can't even oh, ask no, that no, anymore. No. It gets that's crazy. pretty racist. That is It'll pretty racist. Yeah, yeah, way to go. It's nice and spicy. Turn nice and spicy. What, what side See? of the wall do you prefer? That's right. I yeah, honest to God, it's just well. Those were my favorite. We were talking about that yesterday a little bit on the morning show. How. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg mm. and the Pope both came out against Wall. They said, "Don't oh, no walls." They? Yeah. Well, Mark had the Mark Mark had a little bit. I almost called him your name. Mark Zuckerberg uh, was turned down in Hawaii because he wanted to put a ten foot wall around his entire compound. So apparently, <laughs> yeah, a wall for him is okay. Yeah. Same right? with Pope. Same with the Pope. He needs a wall around him all the time. Thirty seven foot wall. The wall around the Vatican is 37 feet high. Wow. So, and you're going to build bridges, not walls. Well, why don't you do that? Why is there a wall around the Vatican anyway? Why? Huh. But it turns out, you know why there is a wall around the Vatican? Uh, I, I can think crime. of a few jokes. Organized crime. The mafia said, you will put a wall around that to keep. You know those guys uh, who are wearing just suits? They're not dressed as soldiers, yeah. but the four guys that are wearing just suits? I didn't. I was in Rome and didn't go. 
Okay, well, when the Pope <laughs> travels, oh, there okay. are two soldiers in front and two soldiers in the back. There are two guys in suits in front and two guys in suits in the back. The guys in suits are mafia members. Gee. They protect the Pope. They got to. <laughs> it's like, man, you're protecting the Pope from the soldiers? <laughs> wow. Who are you protecting him from? But yeah, that's the kind of thing. Just, please don't make a big, a big deal of all this stuff when you've got a 37-foot ball. He's yeah. their best chance to get into heaven. Is that what mafia members think? Like, we killed <laughs> well, all these people. We did probably. all this. But if the Pope's gone, we'll never get into heaven. Yeah, but you don't understand <laughs> something. Those people had it coming. So yeah, they actually yeah. did the world a they favor. They probably said something wrong to one of them. Or... People just find it fascinating that, that I had two great uncles and one uncle murdered in my family. And they were all on my mother's side. So it's oh, like, wow. Mom, Mom, what do you got? There? It doesn't mean he had them murdered. No, oh. I did not have them murdered. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you said. But well, no, I had, what you mean. I had two great uncles. Did they do the counting I, wrong? They did the, the books wrong? Yeah, you know, the, the count was wrong again. Yeah, the count. <laughs> what can I say? No, actually, my Uncle Augie, who I was very close to. I didn't know the other two. They were killed before I was before I was born. But my Uncle Augie was thrown off a building when I was like 13 years old. Wow. Not good. Was that here in Minneapolis? Yeah. yeah. It was down on, uh, right across from uh, Loring Park. Oh, wow. Right down there. Brian Maloney is Brian, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me on. It's a great <laughs> pleasure to have you on, sir. I, uh, I just looked at something. <laughs> we here just looked at something. Uh, do you know about the whole Ron Howard uh, sparking b- political debate thing? About Ron Howard? Yes. No, I, d- I didn't hear about that. Very quickly, Brian. And then I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. But Ron Howard sparked political debate. I guess it's pretty hot on Twitter. He asked Twitter, when was America at its greatest? And apparently it really <laughs> pissed a lot of people <laughs> off. Everybody got very upset by that. I don't know. And well, I, we... We always knew he was on the left. I mean, come on. I mean, what's the what's the surprise there? I mean, he's in Hollywood. That's the price of admission. So, Brian, where did you grow up? I'm originally from California. From California. What part of California? Uh, the Central Coast. Oh, very good. Um, and then yeah, did, I've did... lived all over. I'm, I'm in the East now. I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, you know, it's interesting. So, when did you get started in the business? Uh, I got started in radio and politics in the early 90s. Uh, I began in talk radio in 1993 as a host for 15 years. And then since then, uh, in the years, I've been more of a Washington creature, unfortunately. But I keep my distance from it, try to stay out of the swamp as much as I can. Well, pretty hard to do, though. It is pretty hard to do. Uh, and, I, and how would you describe your position on issues? Because The reason I ask you this is because I tend to be centrist in some some issues I see the Democrat side of things, some I see the Republican side of things, but people on the far left think I'm Rush Limbaugh. It's unbelievable. I don't, I don't well, know. it's partly where you are. I mean, I think that that, you know, well, I mean, I think that has something to do with it. Is that. But I mean, I'm definitely on the conservative side of the spectrum, but I've worked in Washington long enough to know that neither party, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're all friends and they're all making money together and hanging out together. I mean, it's, it's just a joke. I mean, this idea of the two parties, you know, fighting with each other, I mean, it's all for show. It is uh, all At the end of the sure. day, it's... Washington is a big money grab. It's about making money. Oh, there's no question and about that. You could be a crip or you can be a blood, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, one way or the other, you know, 
I mean, uh, that's really what it is. So when people get all worked up about one party or the other, I just I'm well, I've, I've seen it for myself, and I know it's a joke. Yeah, you're, you know, it's wonderful that you say that because I talk about that quite often as well. So if you really think those people hate one another, sorry, they're just out for the the money grab. This is all about making money. Look, from what I understand, yeah. and, and I don't I don't particularly like anybody here, but I just bring up Barack Obama because he's going to end up being a billionaire because he was president of the United States. That's not right, how it was right. supposed to go. That's not how it's supposed to work. Well, and, and think about why that happened and how that happened. For eight years, uh, Netflix was like an arm of the government. I mean, it owned the FCC. Um, you know, I mean, no government agency would have dared touch Netflix as it created basically a, a monopoly, although I think they have a lot of competitors coming online in the near yeah. future even yeah. now. But the bottom line is the Obama administration and Silicon Valley tech companies have been joined at the hip. So, you know, the payback was, of course, the payback was coming uh, there's nothing surprising about that. I mean, that has been a very, very close relationship for a long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they, they what, have three specials, or they, they have a contract now with the Net, the Obama family has a contract with Netflix. Right, they do. Yeah, they're going to be producing programs, which I think nothing more than lending their name to things. But yes, they're yes. saying, well, none of this content will have a political leaning, and you know, of course it will. I mean, come on, I mean, yeah. why would the Obamas get involved with it if it wasn't going to? So. And Netflix is one of the most left-wing corporations in Silicon Valley, but right. you know, so is Google, and 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 of course, so is Amazon in Seattle. So, I mean, we're dealing with these companies. Uh, their, you know, their power is beginning to rival and even surpass that of the federal government. So, I mean, they have the ability to buy politicians, and you know, when you have Facebook, when you have. Uh, what's it standing there in front of Congress, Mark Zuckerberg? I mean, he's yeah. testifying in front of, you know, 80% of those members of Congress he had given money to. You know, it's just like he owned 80% of the people who were supposed to be grilling him. So the whole thing has become a, just a sick joke. It really has become a sick joke. Is there anything that we as the taxpayers can do about that? Well, I think one thing that we're trying to do is raise awareness wherever we can. We've got a couple things. We've got our website, MediaEqualizer.com, but we have a Facebook group now with 100, you know, we, of course, Facebook. We, we play in their uh, sandbox because there's no other sandbox to play in. Right, they own them. Right. Um, but we have a group on Facebook with 111,000 members across the country called Stop the Scalpings, and there are 111,000 people there. And we've been fighting back against a lot of these kinds of issues. And another another thing that we're doing is tomorrow, uh, we're unveiling a billboard that will be on an interstate in Louisiana. <laughs> we're going after uh, a U.S. senator who has been voting with Silicon Valley on doing a lot to harm us in terms of our personal privacy and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, voting with, and that is Senator John Kennedy, who's a Republican of Louisiana, who's been voting with Democrats on a bunch of issues uh, recently, including, you know, I mean, because our, our privacy is absolutely under assault. I mean, yes. we really have none at this point. So we're focusing a lot on those issues. We see the problem more as Silicon Valley than even Washington. That's that's amazing. That's saying something. No, you're absolutely right about that, and that's why I love the TV show Silicon Valley, because they go after them like there's no them. I love that show. Oh, well, man. think about who you know who's behind that show and the brilliant programs that he's been a part of Mike in the past. Goes, so I think you know, no surprise. I think he really does nail the real culture there. And but it you know it's become something more than just 
a source of comedy. I mean, it's it's scary. I mean, the amount of control that they have now over us. And so I yes. think that's one thing that we're working to combat. I need to take a very, very quick break, if that's all right with you, Brian. Then we'll come sure. right back, and then we'll be uh, good to go till the end of the show. It'll be wonderful. Thank you. We'll be right that back. That sounds in a great. Couple, Thanks. A couple of minutes. Brian Maloney with us. And Jeff Ozer, of course. Let's not forget Jeff's. In. And if you have any questions, be absolutely feel free to ask. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. And now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, June 18th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 55 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth. After being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food. I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner. It is on June 18th. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the Donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. Very nice little Beatles. Mm-hmm. Brian Maloney, our special guest. Brian, I was watching a uh, the there was a special on I don't remember where it was on, but it was a, the Beatles. Uh, from beginning to breaking up, man, that band hated one another for 67, 68, and 69. Yeah. They hated one another. It's like, man, not good. Um, I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Is there any, I should say, are there any companies that tend to be kind of middle ground, or is it all, are we talking Netflix as compared to the NRA? It's, it has to be an extreme position. Why do they all take such extreme positions? Well, I think that it's the part of the culture, the geography of where these companies are headquartered. I mean, if you think about what is the political culture in Silicon Valley, I mean, right. these companies are simply matching what's around them in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, I mean, in their little bubble world, everyone thinks like that. Uh, and yeah, so I think that's a lot of what, you know, I mean, in, as far as they're concerned, there aren't any conservative viewpoints. They've never heard one before. The Not only there, no. knowledge they have of conservatives is that, you know, conservatives have, have horns in their heads and, and are the devil, but they don't actually know any conservatives. So when you're living in that kind of weird little world, um, you know, that's a problem. If you're going to yeah, talk about a, a company that might be 
staying out of the political fray a little bit, I would say Microsoft is one I would point yeah, to where true. they stay pretty neutral and middle yeah. of the road. And I think that's the model for the future. But what we have instead is we need Trump to start breaking up these companies like Amazon and Facebook on Google because they're becoming monsters. I mean, they're really scary and dangerous at this point, isn't, and they're a threat to us. They really are every or thing that we do. This is about supposed to buy Comcast. AT&T did, but right? they bought DirecTV. Yeah, they're not breaking that up. How do you feel about that? Well, that's it. So AT&T, you're talking about the Time Warner merger? Yeah, the Time the, Warner the, merger. The, yeah. They're merging right there. The Time Warner. Well, I mean, the bottom line is it looks like CNN will have new ownership, and we'll see how that's going to play out. I mean, these big media companies, you're right, they're consolidating even more. Sure. Uh, and that's becoming a big source of controversy as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I got to very quickly re-reference Silicon Valley, the TV series on HBO, because the last episode I watched, I believe, is episode four or five of season five. And uh, he set up the, the Octopipers, his board, for the new <laughs> Internet, the uh, Pied Piper Internet. That's right. And one of the people is a gay man who runs a gay dating site, and he's one of the people on the board. Well, he meets with his board, and then all of a sudden he's getting all of this pressure from the outside saying, you need to get rid of him. I will not work with that man. Uh, and then the, he comes in and says, why did you out me? He goes, what are you talking about? Well, uh, everybody oh, yeah. knows your situation. You outed me. Why did you do that? Now no one will work with me. I'm being shunned by everybody. Nobody is going to end up working with you because you – for some reason, thought it was okay to tell people I was a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> he well, I think, that, as a Christian. I think that that character is obviously based on Peter Thiel, the billionaire yes, in Silicon Valley, who absolutely. has had to actually flee Silicon Valley because the environment is so inhospitable. Um, and he is, you know, really the only known person in and around Silicon Valley who has dared to publicly support Trump. So, I mean, that, you know, puts him, but he's wealthy enough that he can weather any heat that comes his way. Yeah. You know, so the only people in Silicon Valley that can get away with supporting Trump would be someone who is just so unbelievably wealthy that no one could touch him. Yeah, And I, I think that's why Peter Thiel is able to do that. But anybody, you know, in the middle ranks or who isn't a billionaire uh, is never going to be able to do that. You would be immediately, you know, just run right out of the industry and run right out of town. No, Brian, do any of us, like, just we, the citizenry, do we have any chance at all? I, I know that the, we think through the vote will change everything. The, the voting is not, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's ever going to change anything. I just don't. I think that a few well-placed tweets from Trump could probably do some damage to some of these companies, believe it or not. And that might sound ridiculously simplistic, but if he just... And, and he already did this a little bit with Amazon earlier in the year, as you might remember. He did it for about a week. He was going after Jeff Bezos, but then he you know, got distracted by 20 other things and then kind of got off of that. Yes. Uh, you know, that kind of attention focused, because these companies absolutely need to be broken up. I mean, they are a danger to us. I mean, look, you know, they're listening and they're monitoring, they're tracking everything that we do. I mean, whether it's Alexa or your phone or your computer or whatever. When, when device you say that broken using, up, do you I mean, mean they, dismantle the company? What, what exactly do you mean by breaking well, up? Well, a breakup, just the way you would have broken up Standard Oil or, you know, or you would have dealt with the railroad robber barons. I mean, this is an antitrust issue at this point. And, I mean, these companies are here, they're not just here to take over every 
aspects so, of so our you lives. Would, and you want here Netflix to, take over to break the up government. and then Netflix A and Netflix B? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm thinking more of Amazon is, is an enormous problem because Amazon, look, these companies, they're not just taking over our personal lives. I mean, they are bidding on these enormous federal government contracts. Um, and, you know, I mean, the amount they're... And but that's, that's, but that's plane makers have bid you know, on contracts. contracts. Whole cities have bid on contracts for years. This isn't anything new with just now Silicon Valley doing it. Well, I think the size of these companies now, if you look at the market capitalization of these companies uh, and you look at the amount of power okay. they are amassing. So you're saying um, by the size of the company is the problem. I mean, in his move into Washington, D.C., he now owns the Washington Post. Um, yeah. He's moving in on large federal contracts. Uh, it looks like the second headquarters for Amazon will be located near Dulles Airport. Is everything that I'm hearing from my friends in Washington, they're saying that, you know, they expect the headquarters to be located there. So, I mean, this is nothing short of an attempted coup by Bezos. And, you know, the amount of money that he has, which is why we actually have to have a president like Trump with his own way. You know, he's like one of the few that actually might have a shot at taking them on. Anyone less, uh, I don't think, would have a prayer, would be walked all over. I money think, versus money? Yeah, money versus money. One of the great... I think it is money versus yeah. money. I think it that is. that's the only yeah, way to one combat of, one it. One of them has so. money. Yeah, one of them yeah. one of them's one worth one of them $110 billion. Dollars. That's a lot of money. I, I heard a great yeah. line in that, you know, that since this whole Alexa controversy where uh, Alexa sent private information to somebody's employees and all that, since that came up, they, they kind of wondered – if Jeff Bezos at some point said, Alexa, would you buy me something from Whole Foods? Buying Whole Foods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, probably was. It probably was. And, been, you, know, you know, I mean, the fact that people are bringing those devices into their homes to listen to everything oh, that they there's do. There's a simple solution to um, it all. Turn off your computer you know, and, and to even yeah. record those conversations. And like you said, send them to friends. Um, you know, contacts without their knowledge. I mean, what's scarier than that? No, and it's amazing to me how, how much people are willing to tolerate this kind of, of thing without very much of a public uproar. I mean, it, I, I don't know. People have really been willing to hand over their privacy for next to nothing. I don't really understand that myself. I wouldn't think of having Alexa in my house. I don't need it. Yeah, I know how to put down my own window shades. I'm good to go. You know, I, I, yeah, a relative sent one to my kids, and it's just sitting in a box, and my kids <laughs> don't even want it because they think it's creepy. No. So <laughs> it's just so, sitting there off. Well, I might have to just toss it out in the in the garbage. I don't know. We've all been clicking every website we go to right now. We're clicking consent for something. Does anyone know what that is? I thought it had something to do with European web standards. Oh, is that, is that right? Brian, do you know what this is? Every yeah, website so we those go are to, the new European consent. privacy standards that yeah. American websites have to adhere huh. to. So why are we and all clicking consent in America? And, and, and I, you know, the details of it get kind of wonky. Um, you know, there is an attempt to have an Internet privacy bill here in this country, and the Democrats have been working really hard to water it down or kill it because their buddies are all the ones in Silicon Valley. But they have a few Republican friends helping them out, so that's why we have this kind of twisted, tilted kind of situation. They have enough votes to keep, you know, anything from being enacted that really protects us. Do we have any chance at all, Brian, in the future as a private citizen just being left alone? Is that ever going to happen again? I think it's going to be really, really difficult to do yeah, unless you're willing to yeah. not have a phone 
to not have any devices, um, you know, to live, if you want to live in a cave, I mean, maybe, but it's going to get harder and harder. It really is. Well, it's too bad. I just, you know, it's not like I have anything to hide or any of the rest of it in, in the, in the state of Minnesota. I am well known here, but outside of Minnesota, not, not much at all, but it's interesting in that, um, I, I I would like some privacy. That would be nice. So I can just go home and I don't want Alexa in my house. I don't want any of this stuff. I don't want to, as I said, say to my house, uh, would you lower the shades in the TV room? I, I don't want to do that. I can just lower right, the shades. Right, right. We can get up and do it ourselves. We I really do don't. They're selling us a bunch of crap that we really don't need. I agree. And that's a big problem. I have By the way, when you mentioned Minnesota, I you you had one of my least favorite governors in the whole country. I mean, you really, you really, you know, I mean, the guy. Is, I don't know how you how you live with that guy. Well, uh, Ryan, Dayton is your governor. It's just ridiculous. Brian, explain something to me because I just I talk about this all the time. On I do a morning show as well here, and I have for thirty three years. The show the show's been on that long. Uh, here's the problem I have. Here's a guy who comes from one of the wealthiest families in the state of Minnesota. They started the Dayton Corporation, uh, then the, which became right. the Target Corporation. He has $200 million at Target Bank in South Dakota, on which he pays zero income tax in the state of Minnesota. And somehow <laughs> that's okay with the people of Minnesota. I don't get that. I don't understand. Why isn't he kicking in? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But when that... Uh Somali story came out recently about the, about the welfare fraud and the cash yes, and right, you know right. the Mogadishu and suitcases. I mean, that really shocked Americans. I mean, from coast to coast, yeah. and yet it doesn't seem to be doing much there for you at home. It's an interesting people in Minnesota. So that's because we're nice here. Yeah, we're yeah, nice. I think it's pretty simple. Except even, nice in, even in New forgiving. York City, where that kind of fraud you might expect to see in terms of welfare yeah. fraud. I mean, even people there are shocked. I mean, it just, that really blew people that away. That has been what around since the Irish ever came over. Life. Give me, come on now. That, since, the, did you say since the, the Irish came over? They're just the newest Did you just immigrants? say that? Did you yeah. attack the Irish? I did just attack what the Irish. What a horrible human and being. The and the Italians and the Germans fraud. and anyone who came from Europe. We've got a guy I mean, in Maloney on, on the air. And he goes, he attacks the Irish. I love it. Gonna, you know, when the Russians came over, they manipulated the system. Every immigrant, <laughs> did, yeah. to well, yeah, be anyone. upset at the Somalis is ridiculous. I don't think that's what he's upset at. I think he's upset at our reaction yeah, to what they did. The fact that no one really cares. The lack of reaction. I mean, the idea of smuggling mountains of cash and suitcases, I mean, that it is, you know, taxpayer money, um, and it's funding terror groups in Somalia. I mean, that story had every, that, you know, hits every red hot button you can imagine yeah, all in one story. Um, that, that one really blows me away. But yeah, how that hasn't become a much larger scandal in your state, I can't even imagine. Now, Brian, how do people track you down if they want to listen to you? Uh, I know, so, aren't you on every TV show in the world now? Honestly, I've been on every TV <laughs> news show that I've Well, I try, I try to be. Uh, so definitely doing a lot of radio. And, yeah. uh, but we are, the best place to find us is on Facebook with our group called Stop the Scalpings. We'd love to have your listeners join us. So uh, by just submitting a member request there at Stop the Scalpings, we have 111,000 members there. Uh, and in addition, our website, MediaEqualizer.com. We will be reaching out. Brian, thanks for your time today, sir. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Have a good day. Brian Maloney, ladies and gentlemen.
I don't know if I'd call my place "Stop the Scalping." That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to ask him. Yeah, what does that mean? He's trying to. He's yeah, like, that's... "Hey, are you racist out there? Join our group." No, he's not. Would that's you settle down? Honestly, and then he attacks. I'm the not going to say I dislike this guy, but I uh, dislike him as much as he dislikes our governor. Just why don't you do? Once you understand what Michael Jackson said was mm. probably true. <laughs> Probably a lot of things he said the were Jews true. The Jews do it on purpose. How did he get away with what that? What did Michael Jackson say? Yeah, he yeah. said the Jews do it on purpose. Do, Jews it's, do what on purpose? Be uh, nice? Manipulate your money. He called, uh, he called his agent. But that's because he dealt with a lot of producers. His relationship well, yeah. with Jews were lawyers and <laughs> producers. Yeah, that's true. You could just say producers and lawyers manipulate your money. But it was recorded. Yeah. He, him saying it was yeah. recorded. It was played back on every news organization. And nobody cared. Because he loved Michael. Yeah, ah, right? people so, didn't even see him as a person anymore. No, they, they yeah, saw him like true. as an I mean, entity. He was diddling kids, and people were like, "But his music." So I know. Good. It's I'm surprised bizarre. Louis C.K.'s not back on tour. Uh, he will be soon. He, he will, will be. be soon because people like his humor too much. Yep. I don't. I don't think he's but funny. But if you need a least. break from politics, Jeff Fozer. <laughs> Jeff Fozer. <laughs> this weekend, and we're if talking. You need a break from Brian Mullaney. Friday at eight. Saturday at eight. Yep. Don't say anything controversial because he'll talk over you. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Be unbelievable. I'm gonna heckle I only from have the to. Back. If I talk about Royal Comedy back. Theater, then maybe you won't talk over me. Well, that's <laughs> <gonna> be- <laughs> and you can listen to me anytime by tuning into my Alexa at home. You can just everyone just, can just like yeah, tune right in. Listen to what Jeff said. Yeah. <laughs> at his house. Jeff, thanks very much for your time. It was great having you in studio. It was a blast. And it was interesting watching Mike and Brian argue points. It was Talking at the same time is one of my favorites. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Any, Radio Gold. Read, See how we're doing no, it now? It, what was it, 1984? <laughs> like, it's been known that we're going to submit our privacy, and unless you're a criminal, deal with it and enjoy the commercials geared to you. Boy, look at the time. We'd love to stay in schmooze. Gotta go. Jeff Fozer is at Royal Comedy <laughs> Theater Friday, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Saturday, 8 o'clock. Jeff, tremendous having you in. Hey, Story Slam. Story Slam tonight. Story We're Slam, have a Story Slam tonight, okay. And what they're going to talk about their camping experience. What time maybe. is that? The theme's outdoors. It's 8 o'clock tonight. 8 o'clock tonight. Theme's outdoors. It should be Tinder should be the theme. All right. But I wasn't in charge. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.